Hey, you guys, welcome to 20 Days in Abroad podcast. Today is the host, Carolina, and I'm together with Mercedes. Mercedes, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, so um, yeah, I'm Mercedes. I'm from Spain. I'm 22 years old and uh, I'm currently working as a UX designer. Oh, that's very nice. I'm very happy to have you here today. Why don't you tell us a, bit, a little bit about your uh, background story? I'm from Logroño, but I have a pretty uh, international background. I, um, since I'm a young person, like since I am like 12 years old, I have been in Ireland and Germany, in Canada, in Ottawa, and um, yeah, I I just loved uh, everything that had to do with international experiences and going abroad. That's great. You were. What was the reason for you to, to go to these cities? Because I remember you were telling me that these were like summer camps to learn English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, um, for instance, in Germany, the goal was to learn German <laughs> and to be with my family in Germany. But most of the times, yeah, the goal was to improve my English because in Spain, um, the education for languages is not the best. Now I feel like things are improving a little bit more, but um, yeah, to improve my English was the goal. That's great. That's really great that you could experience this. In which cities have you been? So in Ireland, um, I was in Cork in the south, in Soest near to Köln, and in the south in Freiburg in Brisgau. Um, in the United States, I was in a small village, Milton Mills in New Hampshire, and I'm not sure if I said it already. In Canada, I was in Ottawa. That's really nice. Very international. What yeah. was your favorite? Which one was your favorite to remember? Um, I have a very nice memories from Freiburg in Briscoe. Um I met, like, the thing is that I was not expecting anything. I actually didn't want to go there. <laughs> but my experience was so amazing that um, it was finally the best. Um, the people that I met, how well I was with myself. Um, yeah, like, everything was, like, good. Of course, I had some um, problems and everything was not perfect. But in general... Uh, the people that I met was very nice and I had a very good experience. That's great. I'm glad to hear. But I think no place is ever perfect. There will always be something wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's like life. That's life. <laughs> yeah. I remember you were telling me the story about Australia. Why don't you tell a little bit about that? Uh, of course. So... Um... The thing is that, uh, well, I actually started uh, at 17. I started university in Spain and I started law. But soon I realized that I didn't like that. And um, I was a bit lost at the time. So um, I started thinking, what can I do with my life? And I knew that I always wanted to study abroad in English. So I knew that I had to get my IELTS certification so I went to Australia to like get um, my English like um, better and uh, get my IELTS test with a nice grade so that I could enter university abroad. And it was actually when I was in Australia that I 
knew about the Netherlands, but I think we will talk a bit uh, more about it later. Yeah, I just have a couple of questions about the studies in uh, Spain, because sure. uh, you said that you wanted to study in English, so there you were studying in Spanish, is it correct? Yeah, in Spain I was studying in Spanish, yeah, we had some small classes that we would have, like some parts of, for instance, biology in English, but most of the time, yeah, I studied in Spanish. You were studying biology while you were studying for law? Um, no, actually no, that was like in, in high school, we had some um, classes in, in English, but in university, it was everything in Spanish, yeah. Oh, wow. It was not possible to find um, bachelor degrees in English in Spain, it was almost impossible, yeah. Oh, wow. And which city was it? And uh, can you tell a little bit more about that? How long uh, did you stay, for instance? In, in the university, you mean, in Spain? Yes. So, yeah, I stayed here for like uh, six months in Spain and um, like half a year. And then I knew that I did not want to stay here. And uh, in April, I moved to Australia. How did your parents react? Well, my parents, especially my mom, was like, uh, like she was a bit scared, of course, and she uh, didn't really want me to go there. <laughs> um, but in the end, they, of course, accepted my decision and supported me. That's great. And uh, what was the best thing about Australia? Because you spent there four months you were going to some school or uh, taking some courses? Yeah, I actually took uh, an IELTS course. Um, and about Australia, what I like is uh, the weather. They have amazing weather. They have also very beautiful places to visit, wild nature, a lot of animal species. Um, the quality of life is great. Um it's uh, like the salaries are amazing and uh, I feel like if it, if it wouldn't be so far away, it would be like the perfect place to live. It's pretty much far away. How, far, how, was, uh, how long was the flight from Spain? Uh, it took me 24 hours and something and it was one of the, like, the most direct flights because there are actually no direct flights to Spain. So I had to stop somewhere, I think it was um, some country like uh, Abu Dhabi maybe. I don't remember exactly, but I had to stop um, there. And um, in two hours I had the next flight and in total it was 24 hours. That's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. But it was probably one of the best experiences because it's so much different than anything. Exactly. And um, I think uh, it happened because I didn't think about it too much. So I just wanted to experience and uh, live and not think of all the bad things that could happen to me so far away from my family. So, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons that it was so good for me. That's nice. Were you staying in uh, any house or apartment? Were you sharing an apartment or studio or living with a host family? Yeah, I was sharing uh, a flat with three other girls. 
Um, and it was, I had an amazing time with them. I know that when you're sharing uh, a flat, it's, you have to be lucky, especially if you don't, if you don't know the people. Uh, and I really was very lucky. I was even sharing the room because Australia is really, really expensive. Um, but I didn't have any problem. And until today, I still have uh, them, my flatmates, as friends. That's really great because it was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, every now and then we talk. And of course, we don't talk every day. But uh, every now and then we catch up. So it's good. Were they from Australia or were they international people like you? Yeah, they were international. Um one was from India, the other one was from China, and the other one was from Thailand, I think. Yeah. Oh, very international. Yeah, super international. Were you taking yeah. the same English courses together? No, no. Actually, they were like a working woman. Like, I, like, I don't know how did they uh, accept me because I was, of course, a young student. <laughs> and they were one was a software developer, another one was an architect, and um, the uh, Gina was um, PhD student. So <laughs> I still wonder how they did accept me, but I'm <laughs> glad they did. Yeah. Yeah, you're very lucky in this case because yeah. often students though they don't take students because they think they're young and will party a lot. Exactly. Yeah. And so, what was the best takeaway from Australia that you had? The best takeaway from Australia um, was probably like, because in the end of my experience, my grandfather died and I couldn't go to his funeral. Um, so from this, I learned that um, it's important to be like also close to my family. So if I go abroad, um, make sure that it's within Europe. <laughs> That's what I learned. Um, and yeah, and also be open-minded and try new adventures. I completely agree with you about the thing that you said about family and mm -hmm. not living without uh, being in peace with someone. I remember there was a saying that you are not supposed to go to sleep while being mad because you never know what will happen the next day. Mm -hmm. And you have to make peace because each day is unique. And even if, especially when you go like to another country or all, it's uh, very important to give the best out of yourself to people that yeah. are around you and the, the other way around, obviously, too. Mm -hmm. And what I want to say, what is the one thing you regret not doing in Australia? Because there are probably so many things that could have been done, but you yeah. might probably didn't have time or wasn't the right weather or enough resources or any other cause. Exactly. Uh, now, from like from my perspective, I would travel a lot more. I would discover more cities in Australia that I have never been to, and it's like once you you are there, it's super far away. That you should make sure that you visit top cities, the top beaches, and um, even like I don't know. I should have gone to New Zealand, for instance. And yeah, that's what I regret a bit. Well, you're still very young you have so much to yeah. do you can always return back would you ever return back would you ever move back there to live I don't think so to travel I would like to yeah 
Okay, why, why is that? Why wouldn't you live there? Because it's too far from, like, my family, as I said. And uh, it's also not part, like, okay, this is, like, a bit weird for me, but it's not part of the European Union. And it may seem a bit, like, silly, but it's super important. For instance, now with COVID, there are people um, from Spain and other countries in Europe that they cannot um, leave Australia. And if you are from the European Union, in these uh, crisis situations, you are more able to travel, you know, like in Europe, we can travel right now. But for instance, if uh, you're in Australia and you want to come to Spain, you can't, even if you're from Spain. So, yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know about this. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Now I understand. And (laughs) you said that in Australia, you decided on moving to Netherlands. How did that happen? How did you come up with the idea? So I was actually... um, in Australia, a bit stressed about my future because, of course, I knew that I wanted to study something, but I was a bit lost on what to study, where to study. So I found this website, Study Portals, and I, I used the same thing. Really? Yes. <laughs> and it's crazy because I ended up working for them as an as an intern. And, really? Uh, yeah, as an and as an student ambassador. So. Um, I was checking every day for courses that I would like. Uh, you could filter by discipline. So I would. Uh, I knew that I was interested in psychology and um, uh, design and creativity. Um, and that's how I discovered UX design. I had never heard about user experience design before. So, and then I saw this course and I was like, wow, this sounds crazy, sounds original sounds cool i want to study this and i enrolled yeah i remember because i went to the same university with you but we took different courses you were the first year that tried that program it was completely new exactly and it was like it was kind of a new thing in europe i think at that time even exactly it was the first bachelor's degree that i could find uh, in this field, that's actually the reason why I moved to the Netherlands. Otherwise, I would have never expected to move there. Um, and especially, it yeah. Especially, it's not like one of the biggest cities to yeah, move to. Exactly. Well, it was still big, but it wasn't as big as Eindhoven, Amsterdam, Groningen. Yeah, exactly. For students, as a student city, is not like of course, at all, the most important. Um, Yeah, it was just everything because of this program. I just became a bit obsessed and crazy and I knew that I wanted to do it. Yeah. That's great. So when did you move to Netherlands? How does that process happen? So in August uh, 2017, I went back to Spain for a week or so. For a couple of weeks, I don't remember exactly, but it was for a very short period of time. And then um, I just moved to the Netherlands. Yeah. That's nice. How was your experience? How was the adaptation period, the first weeks of university and the whole subject itself? It was a bit hard in the beginning. I had experienced uh, a couple of problems. First, because... In the Netherlands, finding a place to live, finding housing is quite hard. Um, 
and I didn't knew anyone to share flat or anything with. So I was a bit desperate actually to find a place to live until uh, a person from my uh, course, she was one year older, um, she offered me to go to her like place and stay for a while. And then one room in this uh, place was free. So I went to that room. Okay, but how did you know, like, you arrived in Netherlands? Where were you staying the first days? The first days, I was staying in, like, a small hotel, like, in the, um, um, I don't know how you call it, like, the this Chinese neighborhood. Um, how do you call it? Chinatown? Like a small yeah, hotel. Chinatown. Yeah. Um, so in a hotel there, yeah. And then your classmate offered you a place to stay. Exactly. That's very kind of her. Yeah, that was super kind of her um, because I was desperate, literally. I couldn't find anything. I arrived there late and it was awful. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a crazy experience, but this is actually very common because The Hague, the city where we lived, because we met there through my <laughs> flatmate who actually was studying with you. It's, exactly. I think, good yeah. to mention how we know each other. Yeah, and, uh, Yeah, shout out to Sandis. <laughs> <laughs> we were living half an hour from Amsterdam. Amsterdam is already extremely overpopulated. And it's The Hague... Yeah. Yes, The Hague is the next kind of option. So it was overpopulated as well. And international people got places more because I had a classmate from Zevenar. She lives next to... The German border she was commuting every day I forgot how many hours was it but it was a lot she was commuting from border to border basically wow. because we were living next to the sea yeah and she couldn't get a housing for one month because we as international people we got the privilege to get the places first mm -hmm. but for example in your case it wasn't the case at all because it was extremely hard to find a place yeah So But how, think, uh, yeah, go for it. I think it was actually my fault because I expected it to be a bit like Spain. So um, I just didn't prepare in advance, you know, like I should have prepared like, I don't know, one month or two months earlier, go there, visit places, uh, I don't know, uh, rooms or whatever. And I didn't do that. I leave it for the last minute. And then that's when I had the problem. Yeah, it's a very, because the city is very overpopulated. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's very, very international. I didn't expect it to be as international as it is. So a lot of people wanted to live there and demand was far higher than what, whatever they could offer to us. Exactly. Yeah. And how long were you staying in this hotel and at your classmate until you found the place where you lived? Um, actually, in the hotel, it was like, Mm, I think it was two weeks, maybe. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of time. And then when I, um, when uh, Dana, which was like the uh, classmate that was one, one, that is one year older than me, uh, offered me like her her place. Um, then as I like, I, I think I stayed at her room uh, for like uh, three days, and then another room in this uh, same apartment that she was living at uh, was free. So I just stayed there for uh, a, like for a year or so. Yeah. Really? Until, yeah. Until I moved to Eindhoven. Yeah. 
Because I remember when once we met, it was I think your last year. You were already living in the studios. Uh, but yeah, that was the last year. That was after I came from Eindhoven. Okay, so yeah. you were very lucky with your classmate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it was kind of stressful the first year, but obviously later on it came became better and better. Yeah, exactly. How did you find the studies? How did you like your studies? Can you tell a little bit about it? Because it's, it's still new in Europe. Because you started like four, five years ago only. Yeah, like four years ago in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the studies are like, um, are cool. Like you will do a lot of uh, projects is not focused on exams, which is something that I like, but that also means that you have to work almost on a daily basis because there are a lot of projects that you cannot do um, in one like week or like, you know, you have an exam, you study like uh, maybe a couple of weeks in advance and it's over, but a project sometimes involves a lot of time. So you really have to work every day. Um, but I really like the courses, um, the international environment we had. We got to work with uh, Arduino, um, do a lot of cool things that I would have never expected. I even learned how to program and I had no background and no idea on how to do this before. Um, so yeah, even if I came from another like um, background, because as I told you, I was in Spain, started to studying law. Um, from zero, I was able, like they taught me from zero to like uh, complete the program. And um, I think that's really nice. That sounds really great. It sounds like an interesting program to do if you're very creative. Yeah, if you're creative and you like technology, um, yeah, I would suggest you do this program, yeah. It's the Hague University of Applied Science, by the way, yeah. if anyone's curious. Yeah. So how did you find the Netherlands, the people? The people, um, I think they are friendly, but it's harder to make friends with them as it is in Spain, for instance, you know? People are nice, people are chill, um, but they, you know, keep their distance, at least from my Spanish perspective. Because Spanish people are far more open, I would say the same. Because I, I felt that Netherlands is quite similar to Latvia in this case, mm-hmm. that we were very down to earth and reserved, I would say, a bit. But Spanish people are really open and they love to hug. You were telling me this, that you love to hug people and all. And yeah, uh, yeah it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how is the food? Because food is also very different. Food, um, yeah, like I decide, like I ate a lot of sweets, like strobe waffle, quidnoten. Uh, oh, those are the best. Exactly. Those were my favorite foods uh, in, in the Netherlands. Otherwise, I cannot really tell you because um, I, don't, I don't really like what they eat, like a cheese sandwich <laughs> is that like the dutch gastronomy and peanut butter no like but my favorite part is the sweets yeah the fun. <laughs> well at least yeah. you're honest i love that yeah how was uh 
the Eindhoven, tell us a bit, uh, because you moved to one, another city in the Netherlands. Well, how is it different from each other? So Eindhoven is like more familiar, it's like a village. Like um, once you go there, you realize how small it is. And you have, of course, less activities than in The Hague. But at the same time, it's like more connected with nature. You have a lot of um, parks and nature to go around, even if you want to go biking or for walks. Um, and I actually, in the end, I ended up liking a bit more Eindhoven than uh, The Hague in the end um, because of this like, you know, this ambience of village. But I have to say that some weekends I was really bored because there were few, few things to do. Yeah. I'm quite surprised. I expected Eindhoven to be a bigger city because for some reason, I think the cities that have airports must be bigger because in The Hague <laughs> we didn't have them. Yeah, the thing about the Eindhoven is that um, they have a very good university, which is Technical University, well, I don't know in Dutch, like Technical University Eindhoven. Um, and they have a lot of students and international students and it's also close to Belgium and uh, Germany. So maybe that's why they have an airport. I'm not sure. But they are lucky because they have like the low cost airport. So, yeah. Yes, the prices are very different from Eindhoven and from Amsterdam. Yeah, exactly. Really huge difference. Yeah. How was your internship in Eindhoven? My internship in Eindhoven was probably the best uh, part of my stay in the Netherlands. The people were very, very nice. Um, like the company was like the, the motto of the company is serious about fun. So, you know, that tells a bit uh, about the company. There were really nice people uh, always trying to grow and, and improve. And they have a very nice mission, which is um, helping students find their right study choice so they can uh, become whatever they, they want in the future. So I think, uh, yeah, it's an amazing company and I had a very nice experience there. That's really great that you actually went to work for something that helped you as a student. Exactly. Yeah. It's a really great choice and you just kept helping others to do the same. Yeah, exactly. And how long did you stay there? Uh, I was there for five months. Yeah. Was the housing situation easier than in The Hague? Yeah, there I was a bit luckier and because I found this a kind of like service apartment and um, it was amazing like we had gym and everything and uh, it was not too far away from the company so it was like probably the best place that I lived at in the Netherlands yeah and it was not that hard to find it was uh, as Eindhoven was uh, more like a village like you say was it uh, cheaper there a little bit cheaper, I would say, yeah, but not too much cheaper because they also have a lot of students and, of course, um, it, it, may, it might seem like it's a small city, but uh, they have a lot of like, students particularly, yeah. Because they have really great university, I exactly. have heard. Yeah, that's true. 
That's nice. So how is the whole last year process, the graduation? I remember you were telling me that you were studying French on the side, going to some classes there. Yeah, true. Um, I had a lot of things to do at the time, um, but I, uh, of course, wanted to learn French. Well, not to learn, but to keep, at least to keep my uh, the level that I had in high school. Um, but the last year uh, was good until I started the the graduation internship because it was a very stressful uh, situation. Uh, it was also in times where the COVID started, and um, yeah, it was a bit tough for me but um yeah i managed to survive um the company was um good but um, it was like i didn't have the same great experience as in as i had in study portals um probably also because it was most of the time um working from home since of like because of covid but uh yeah well, that's tough, uh, tough times to live in, in any kind yeah. of case. Yeah. But it was four-year program, right? Three-year program. Yeah, a three-year program. Three-year program. Wow, time flew fast. Yeah. Because you, yes, now when I think about it, you graduated last year. Yeah, exactly. I graduated in like in the mid of the pandemic. Mm. And did you had a graduation ceremony? We had a graduation ceremony online. It was very weird. Um, yeah, we couldn't meet at university, so we just uh, had a Microsoft Teams meeting uh, with everyone, and that's how it went. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How is the international side of the program? So the international side, uh, yeah, we have uh, teachers from... Uh, Finland, from Greece, uh, also some Dutch uh, teach professors, of course. Um, but mm, what makes it more international is the students. Uh, everyone like was from like uh, I think we had people from every continent at least in the first year, like on like from uh, South America, from North America, from Africa, from Europe, of course, from Asia. Well, from Australia, I think, no, but like, we had you people- You had either Middle America. East. Middle East, yeah, we had- Palestine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember because my program, I was studying their European studies later on, I quit there. But my program was not international at all. Really? It was supposed to be because we were studying like very mm -hmm. international subjects. But we had, even though it was English program, we had only four foreigners, excluding oh, really? me, and 20 Dutch people. Wow. Yes. So like I was, I remember I was coming home and to your classmate who was my flatmate at that time, I was kind of complaining that they keep speaking Dutch. And he was like, I don't know if we have Dutch classmates at all. Maybe very, it's very rare. It was only international, as I remember. Yeah, wow. No, oh, what was for you? So I was really impressed by that because the program was very, it was very interesting. It was something completely new. And they were kind of testing it on you guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I I'm was glad. Expecting, 
yeah. it turned out to be good that you actually enjoyed it and it was a great decision to make. Yeah, actually, right now that I have a job and everything, I'm glad that I did it. Um, and it's something that I like doing, so uh, I don't regret it. That's good to hear. I'm glad for that that, that happened. I have a question about uh, thesis, because you have you studied something very, very broad and was at, at the same time very specific, but from very different uh, sides. And what was your thesis? What were you writing about? So I had to create um, an engaging sustainability report for Greenhost. And um, it was mainly focused on content design. And I also had uh, to do some tasks um, for UX research and, of course, the design part of it. Um, and at the end, we had to present it in a video and explaining our design decisions and everything. But yeah, it was about a sustainability report. That's great. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's a bit weird because <laughs> I was the one like, um, actually, I was um, going to do an internship in Switzerland in Hilti. But in the last minute, I I don't know what happened in me. Like, I got scared and I was like, let's stay in the Netherlands. And oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but in the end, I'm happy that I did this because then COVID came. And in, in Switzerland, I will be like, you know, in The Hague. I at least knew more people than in, in Switzerland. So um, that's true. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember you really wanted to move to Switzerland. You were telling me this. Yeah. And you finally actually had the option, but wouldn't they take you again? Like once they already accepted you? But, um, you know, things have changed a bit. And right now, I don't plan to go to that area of Switzerland. That area of Switzerland was more like in the German part. And um, one day, if I would go to Switzerland, I would prefer to go to the French part. Mm -hmm. Mainly like, because I also want to keep learning more French. And uh, yeah, that's the main reason. The German part, I feel like people are also more cold and yeah. I can agree. I can relate to that because I lived in the German side of Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Even though it's like I lived in Zurich, it was very, very international. But from I only had international friends. I never had Swiss friends. Mm -hmm. It was harder to get to them. But I know that one day, if you go through, though, if you break the ice, it will mm -hmm. be completely different. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if in the future I will move to Switzerland, but... Um... If I would do it, I would go to the French part, definitely, or even the Italian part of Switzerland. Mm, those are very, like, Switzerland yeah. is very, very beautiful country. Yeah. But so is your country. You live in Spain. It's Yes. <laughs> it's amazing in food and fiestas, siestas, every case. Yeah. What I like most about here is the people, like, um, they will help you, like, well, not everyone is, of course, there are like in everywhere you know there are of course stupid people as well but people are really nice here and um they will try to help you if they can um yeah it's like a different thing of uh, a form of relationships they are closer and friendlier yeah i can imagine i i travel to spain every time i go i love it a lot thank you <laughs> 
And the language is beautiful. I work in the Netherlands a bit as a Spanish teacher. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I did. Um, actually, with some uh, European uh, studies students. That's they were great. looking for a study buddy or something like that. And they, I contacted them and I had, uh, and I taught some two girls actually uh, Spanish and I helped them with their homework. Yeah. That's nice. Are you planning to continue doing it? I actually like it, but right now, as it, as I have a, a full-time job, I see it more complicated, but I wouldn't mind to find a way to do it because it's something that I really like, so maybe I can find time, I don't know, in the weekends or in, not Saturday, because Saturdays is more like for me and for socializing, but maybe Sundays I can, I don't know, maybe I can try to to see if I can do something. That's great. Can you tell me in which city are you living now? Because you moved out from your hometown. Yes, exactly. Right now I'm in Zaragoza, which is uh, in the north of Spain, somewhere between Barcelona and Madrid. So, and it's a big city, so it's nice. Ariel, when did you move there? I moved here like three weeks ago. Oh, so you're very fresh there. Yeah, yeah. How are you finding it? Uh, I'm finding it good because I have like an aunt living here um, to have some family. Um, and I know some people like, um, and I'm currently living in a residence. So I have met um, a group of nice girls that are in, um, in university, but uh, they are like uh, medicine students, uh, veterinarian um medicine students as well so they are like a bit uh, like older to say like there are people that are my age and are still studying and they are really nice and uh, responsible and everything so yeah well I'm glad to hear that you're finding it well and the job itself how is it you because you moved there for a job exactly um the job is like like I'm very happy in in the job uh, the people are very nice and actually, one of the reasons that they hired me is because of my English level. So currently, we are working um, every now and then in English. We do our daily uh, meetings in, um, in English. And I think, yeah, like they actually told me that it's one of the reasons that uh, I speak a good uh, English. Yeah. That's great. I think the same thing. So congratulations on that. All the camps. Australia's Netherlands paid off well. <laughs> it paid off, yeah. <laughs> so what was the best takeaway from living in the Netherlands or living abroad completely? Because you lived in so many countries. Mm-hmm. So what was the best takeaway you could ever get from living abroad? I think from, especially in the Netherlands, is where things were a bit more tough, but where I learned the most and where I grew the most um, the fact that I was living there on my own, far away from my family, doing every now and then some side jobs, studying for university, cleaning my house, going to the gym, even finding time to learn French. Um, those things that um, were in the, in the time were a bit hard. I think those things are what have made me today stronger because at the age of 18, 
20, a lot of people in Spain, they still live with their parents. And I got to do everything all together uh, as an adult, as a young age. And I think that makes you stronger and prepares you better for life. I couldn't agree more. And you're only 22 and you got so many, it's like such big international experience already and being on your own. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I think that's super important. If like I have kids, I would like them to experience the same as I have because I think uh, you are way more mature that than if you stay in your country with your parents because of course your mom is always going to help, is going to cook you food and everything. But if you're living outside, uh, you have to do everything on your own. It's crazy. Sometimes I think about that actually we're both adulting now. Yeah. It's insane. (laughs) Like I have to go and buy everything for laundry to wash my clothes and all. Back in the days, I didn't care at all. Exactly. And it's, yeah, Yeah. I couldn't even start about other things. Like, yeah. (laughs) I remember when I moved here in Austria, I was like, I need to buy a Wi-Fi router. I have never even thought about this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, which, like, it's maybe not the best question, but I'm really curious. Which was the best country, for your opinion, the, the best experience? Maybe not maybe the best living conditions, the best food, but your best, best experience from all the countries you've been to? Um. I, th- I would say it's Freiburg in Germany, in the south of Germany, Freiburg in Brisgau. Um, because I had, like, of course, there I didn't have any responsibilities. So I was living with, um, with a family and I didn't have to cook or do anything, just go to German classes and life was amazing then, you know. <laughs> but as an adult, um, I would say Eindhoven was a very nice experience, yeah. I remember you were telling me that in Eindhoven, the office actually offered uh, massages. Yes. <laughs> and that's something that, like, uh, now in the company that I'm working at, they we have, like, um, every month a physiotherapist comes, but you have to pay 20 euros. In study portals, it was for free. So, and it was amazing. We had, like, it was so relaxing. I think it was, like, half an hour or 15 minutes but it was just the best like literally the best because you were sitting so much at the chair throughout the day exactly but was it like once per week or once per month once per month and if you wanted to have of course every week you had to pay extra yeah, but this is like something i never heard before oh it was amazing literally and we even had like a yoga group um but that's um that was also for free but because another employee was organizing it so it was amazing they had like even running groups I don't remember but I went to yoga a couple of times and it was great nice really like relaxed environment I would yeah. say <laughs> yeah <laughs> so to wrap this up I want to ask the last question mm-hmm. what was the la- one thing or many things that you regret not doing while you were living abroad well, in, in the Netherlands, I think I focused, especially towards the end, too much on, on studies. And I um, socialized a bit less than I would have liked. I, If I would do the experience again, I would have traveled more, go to more activities, 
uh, go to more parties even because I feel like I was too focused on my like degree and and finishing on time um, that I forgot about this funny part. And when COVID came, I really realized that because when COVID came, of course you could you couldn't do anything. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I agree with that. But once the COVID will be over, you will be obviously uh, more than welcome to come back to Netherlands and experience a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, okay, I, uh, just to wrap it up, thank you very much, Mercedes. I had a pleasure to have this to record this episode with you. Thank you too for having me. You're more than welcome. And I hope that in the future we'll hear more stories about your experience abroad. Of course. Yes, so thank you guys for listening and we'll see and let's see but hear, hear us in the next episode. Bye. Bye.